Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Do you know Allah? Part 3. Al-Hay, the living. Allah is the living one whose life is perfect. He is not subject to death or sickness and is not dependent on any circumstances. Al-Qayyum, the eternal, Allah is eternal. The one without beginning or end, absolute, not limited by time or place or circumstances. Al-Wajid, the finder, Allah is the one who always finds whatever he wills and desires. He is not or he is in need of nothing. He is the one whose, whose bounty is inexhaustible. Al-Majid, the noble, Allah is the noble one, an extremely generous one who gives abundantly and this entitles him to be glorified, praised and honored. Al-Wahid, the one, he is the one and only God, there is no alternative to him. No equal, no like, no partner, no son, or, and no wife. He is above all such relationships. As-Samad, the everlasting refuge. Allah is the refuge sought by all persons in times of need, when in trouble or distress or facing adversity. Al-Qadir, the powerful. Allah has the power to do whatever he will. Nothing can interfere in the design of Allah. Al-Muqtadir, the prevailing. Allah is the all-powerful who has absolute power and mastery. Nothing is beyond his power. Al-Muqaddim, the promoter. Allah promotes to higher positions the servants whom he loves for being the staunchest in faith and gives them a rich reward. Al-Muakhir, the detainer. Allah most exalted detains the unbelievers on the day of judgment and keeps them at a distance from his forgiveness and mercy. Al-Awwal, the first, Allah is the being whose existence is without a beginning. For if there were a beginning for him, then something should cause him to be. And that, uh, and that something should have existed before him. Al-Akhir, the last, uh, the last is the eternal, the last is the eternal on who will continue to exist after the universe as we know it has vanished. The last is the eternal, uh, the eternal on who will continue to exist after the universe as we know it has vanished. Al-Zahir, the evident, Allah is the evident, the manifest. He made himself evident without being visible. Al-Batan, the hidden, Allah is the imminent. His self and reality are utterly unknown to us. Al-Wali, the protector, Allah is the owner of things and beings, who disposes of them as he will and whose judgment is immediately implemented. Al-Muta'ali, the all-exalted, Allah is high above his creation in power and authority, not in a place or direction.
Angels and worshippers look up to him in awe and reverence. Al-Bar, the Beneficent, Allah is the benign one to his servants. He is good to people, bestowing upon them health, wealth, honor, posterity, and power. At-Tawab, the acceptor of repentance, Allah returns to his servant the favor of his mercy if he turns to the straight path and uh, excuse or issues the wrong course. Al-Muntaqim, the avenger, Allah is very patient. He gives many opportunities to the worst sinners for repentance, but eventually there comes a time when justice must be done and punishment must be given. Al-Afu, the forgiving, Allah pardons the sins of his servants. Out of gentleness and love, he ignores their misdeeds or plots them out altogether if they forsake evil and repent. Al-Ra'uf, the gentle, Allah is the most kind. His kindness is ultimate mercy. It means granting forgiveness to sinner and the upholding of integrity for the obedient. Malik al-Mulk, the Lord of the Kingdom. Allah is the Lord of the Kingdom, the sole owner of all creation. Everything in this world is subjected or subject to Allah's will and law. Dhul Jalali wal Ikram, the Lord of Majesty and Generosity. Allah is the possessor of majesty, loftiness with supreme honor. al muqsit the just, perfect fairness is an attribute of Allah. Allah bears witness and angels and men possess knowledge uh, that there is no God but He upholding justice. Al-Jami' the gatherer Allah has the power to gather the bones and particles of everybody from wherever they may be scattered for the reckoning. Allah will gather all mankind from the beginning of their race and crowd them together. Al-Ghani, the self-sufficient, Allah is free of need. He is independent of all, of all his creation. He owns everything and everybody, while people own nothing except what he allows them to have, except what he allows them to have, and they depend on him for their livelihood. Al-Mughni, the enricher, Allah is the enricher who gives us material possessions and frees us from want. Al-Mani, the withholder, Allah withholds his bounty from people either because they do not deserve it or to test them. If he wishes to deprive somebody of his bounty, no power that can interfere or no power can interfere. Al-Dar, the afflictor, no affliction besets us or is removed from us except by Allah's permission. So we must fear only him, for fear of harm has always driven people of of all civilization of all civilizations to worshipping false gods. And Nafi' the beneficent man cannot earn any good for himself nor remove any harm from himself except by the will of Allah. Al-Mu'ti, the giver, 
Allah gives us worldly graces such as health, power, wealth, and beauty, and spiritual graces such as tranquility, security, pleasure, and happiness. And nur, the light, Allah is the ultimate manifest light, light in and by Himself, not kindled from other lights. Al-Hadi, the guide, Allah Allah guides hearts to the truth and to what is good for people spiritually and materially. Al-Badi' The innovative creator, Allah created the universe without any pre-existing mode. It is full of beauty, magnificence, and order. Al-Baqi, the everlasting, Allah will never cease to exist. Any dependent being will terminate once his support is cut off, but Allah's existence does not depend on any factor or cause. Al-Warth, the inheritor, Allah is the inheritor to whom shall revert all that survive the physical death of mankind. Al-Warth is also the one who bequeaths the heritage of the earth to whoever he will. Al-Rashid, he is the one who guides to rectitude. He has shown us the right path in the teachings of his prophet so clearly that Human nature will readily follow follow it. As-Sabur, the forbearing, Allah is patient with the unbelievers and the disobedient. Forbearance does not mean approval of evil. Allah does not punish them right away, but allows them time so that they may turn to Him. The verse of the light. Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. The similitude of his light is as a niche wherein is a lamp. The lamp is in a glass. The glass is uh, in the the glass is as it were a shining star. This lamp is kindled from a blessed tree, an olive neither of the east nor of the west whose oil would almost glow forth of itself, though no fire touched it. Light upon light, Allah guideth unto his light whom he will, and Allah sitteth forth for mankind similitudes, for Allah is knower of all things. Quran chapter 24 verse 35 The light and nur is one of God's exalted names, Just as the God is the source of life and creation, He is also the source of light which enables life to continue. Hence, all that we know, see and feel in this world is in its own right the living proof of the existence of God. To describe God as light puts Him above everything else in existence and points to His power to create living matter out of dark nothingness. The evidence of God's existence and power is overwhelming and pervasive in the physical universe as well as in our own everyday lives that only the ignorant or the arrogant can be blind to it. Light can also be interpreted as the guidance God infuses into the hearts of the believers that give them the ability to discern right from wrong, good from evil. 
those who fail to recognize God, those who fail to recognize God and deny or ignore his power and role in the world will be deprived the privilege of God's light and guidance, no matter how materially fortunate or advanced or successful they may be. The verse of the throne. God, there is no deity save him, the living, the eternal one. Neither slumber nor sleep overtakes him. To him belong whatsoever in the heavens and whatsoever is on the earth. Who can intercede with him except by his permission? He knows all that is before them and all that is behind them. They can grasp only that part of his knowledge which he wills. His throne extends over the heavens and the earth, and their upholding does not weary him. He is the sublime, the almighty one. Quran chapter 2 verse 255. This magnificent verse describes the nature of God and some of his attributes of perfection. Every conceivable thing is part of his creation and subject to his authority. Unto him belongs whatsoever is in the heavens and whatsoever is on earth, whatever is, in, is, is, uh, whatever is between them and whatever is below the surface. He is the one to whom you need not call upon, for he knows full well whatever is revealed and hidden. The, the verse refutes unreservedly the idea that anyone or anything has the power to intercede or impose its will on God. No one, sh- no one shares, no one shares independently in God's governance of the universe, and no one, therefore, could decisively affect His judgment or decision. Such influence would be contrary to the complete authority and total sovereignty of God, unless it is by His design, His decree, or His permission. God is omniscience. God is omniscient, uh, and thus his knowledge is not limited nor measurable, for it is not bound by the limitation of the finite. His boundless knowledge is comprehensive, complete, and all-embracing, encompassing all dimensions of reality in its entirety. Testimonials Murad Wilfred Hoffman. May Allah have mercy on his soul. He was born into a Catholic family on 6 July 1931 in uh, Aschenberg, Germany. He graduated from the Union College in New York, pre-law sociology 1950-1951, and completed his legal studies in Munich University where he received a doctorate in jurisprudence in 1957. Following an assistant professorship in civil procedure, he studied American law at Harvard Law School, where he received an LLM degree 1960. He became the director of information for NATO in Brussels from 1983 to 1987. From 1961 until 1994, he was a member of the German Foreign Service and a specialist on issues of nuclear defense. 
He was appointed as a German ambassador to Algeria, 1987-90, and German ambassador to Morocco from 1990-1994. He recently has passed away, or he recently passed away. Let's listen to him. I began to see Islam with its own eyes as the unadulterated pristine belief in the one and only the true God who does not beget and was not begotten, whom nothing and nobody resembles. In a place of the qualified deism of a tribal God and the constructions of a divine trinity, the Quran showed me the most lucid, most straightforward, the most abstract, thus historically most advanced and least anthropomorphic concept of God. The Quran ontological statements, as well as its ethical teachings, impressed me as profoundly plausible, as good as gold, so there was no room for even the slightest doubt about the authenticity of Muhammad's prophetic mission. People who people who understand human nature cannot fail to appreciate the infinite wisdom of the do's and don'ts handed down from God to man in the form of the Quran. Yusuf Estes Yusuf Estes was born in Ohio 19, in 1944 and moved to Texas in 19... Uh, uh, in 1949. He grew up in a Protestant Christian family as, member of, as members of the Disciples of Christ. Skip Eastis, Skip Eastis had a career in the music industry, entertainment, uh, marketing music instructor and music minister, and owned several companies including the Eastis Piano, and Oregon Company. Skip Eastis was baptized at the age of 12 in Pasadena, Texas. His father was, his fa sorry, his father who became an ordained minister in the 1970s was very active in supporting church work, especially uh, church school uh, programs. Uh, Skip's parents knew many TV evangelists and preachers and had even visited Oral Roberts and helped in the building of the prayer tower in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They were strong supporters of Jimmy Swaggart, Jim and Tammy, uh, Fake Baker, uh, Jerry Falwell, John Haggie, and Pat Robertson. As a teenager, as a teenager, sorry, as a teenager, Skip did a, a serious research into religions such as Christianity, Hinduism, Judaism, Buddhism, metaphysics, Native American beliefs, with the exception of Islam. Let's listen to Skip or Yusuf Estes. Strangely enough, the word Trinity is not in the Bible. I would ask preachers to I would ask preachers or ministers to give me some sort of an idea how one could figure out to become three or how God himself, who can do anything he wills to do, cannot just forgive people's sins, but rather 
and had to become a man, come down on earth, be a human, and then take on the sins of all people, keeping in mind that all along he is still God of the whole universe and does as he wills to do, both in and outside of the universe as we know it. They never seemed to be able to come up with anything other than opinions or strange analogies. Timothy J. Winter, born in 1960, he is a British native and a revert to Islam. He studied at the prestigious Westminster School in London, UK, and later at the University of Cambridge, where he graduated with first-class honors in 1983. He received his master's degree from Cambridge University, England, and later studied at Azhar, one of the oldest universities in the world. He lived in Cairo for three years, studying Islam under traditional teachers. Dr. Timothy was a research fellow at Oxford University. He knew the fact that the clergy did not believe in the doctrine of Trinity. He was uh, aware that some prominent figures and best minds who lived on this earth were Unitarians, people who discarded Trinity and believed in one God. Timothy was happy to be a Unitarian Christian, sharing the same Unitarian beliefs with Milton, the greatest English poet, John Locke, Isaac Newton, and Charles Dickens, among others. Let's listen to him. A simple definition of one God, ultimate reality, is ultimately single, unconfused, uncomplicated, undifferentiated. That seems to me the clearest explanation for the otherwise intolerable mystery of human existence and the diversity and richness and beauty of the world. And then a wonderful range of forms of meditation and worship by which one approaches and adores that one ultimate reality. One of the richnesses of Islam for me is that the core liturgy, the core practice of worship and of fasting and of charity are the same everywhere and have never changed. No well-meaning liberal, woolly-minded reformers have said, let's do mosque worship in a slightly different way. Let's bring in the guitars and the trendy imam with the winkle picker boots and the jeans trying to sing along with the prophet and update it. I go into a mosque and I know exactly what I'm going to get, a beautiful unchanged, perfect ritual from a great age of faith. And I find that to be a unique privilege. One of the great things of being a Muslim for me is that our core practices do not change. And I think probably never will change. And then also the third thing is belongingness to the Abrahamic tradition. Uh, Superficially, I suppose it's different, but at heart it is part of the Judeo-Christian scripture or scriptural. Yusuf Islam Stephen Dimitri Giorgio, who would later be known by his uh, stage name Cat Stevens, was born to a Greek Orthodox father and Swedish uh, Baptist mother on 20... 1st of July 1948, Cat Stevens is a singer, songwriter, 
multi-instrumentalist, educator, and philanthropist. He had been a pop star since his teens. Under the name Cat Stevens, he has sold over 60 million albums around the world since the late 1960s. The world-famous British uh, pop singer used to earn some, sometimes more than $150,000 a night. Cat Stevens had everything most people aspire to achieve fame, talent, wealth, good looks, and a strong magnetism towards the opposite sex. In his long-held quest for spiritual truth, Cat Stevens had looked into other spiritual formulas, including Buddhism, Zen, numerology, tarot cards, and astrology. astrology. Let's listen to him. <clears throat> My quest for truth continued in parallel with my artistic career till the day when, I, when a friend of mine who came back from a trip in the East told me that he found serenity inside a mosque which he didn't uh, find in a church, which led me to shift my interest to that religion and bought a translated Quran. At last, I found answers to my questions, who I am, where I come from, and what is my goal in life? Through my several readings of this holy book, I concluded that there is only one God with whom we can communicate directly without any interference. It was the Quran that gave him the peace he was searching. I would like to stress that I didn't come into contact with, my, with any Muslim before I embraced Islam. I read the Quran first and realized that no person is perfect. Islam is perfect, and if we imitate the conduct of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, we will be successful. Everything made so much sense. This is the beauty of the Quran. It asks you to reflect and reason. When I read uh, the Quran further, it talked about prayer, kindness, and charity. I was not a Muslim yet, but I felt the only answer for me was the Quran, and God had sent it to me. Suhaib Webb. He was born William Webb in 1972 in Oklahoma, where he grew up in a Christian family. He became a successful local hip-hop DJ, making records with various artists and bands. During this period of his life, he was a member of a gang and turned his back on religion. After his reversion to Islam, he left his career as a DJ and studied at the University of Central Oklahoma where he graduated with a bachelor's degree in education. After studying Islam in the USA and working as an imam and teacher in 2004, Suhaib, his wife and children moved to Cairo to study at Al-Azhar Islamic University. Suhaib has also spent 10 years studying with a, a Senegalese scholar and memorized the Quran under his guidance. Let's listen to him. I had a lot of trouble accepting God as a human being or creation. Even as a young child, I would ask my mom or my mother questions. Why suddenly God is one of three instead of God just being God? So I became a little confused. How could the prophets before Jesus go to heaven if they couldn't worship Jesus? If the criteria for heaven was worshipping Jesus and recognizing him as a deity and as the 
key to paradise. Michael Wolf, besides being the president and executive producer of Unity Production Foundation, Michael Wolf, born 3 April 1945, United States, is the author of books of poetry, fiction, travel, and history. He is also a, freak, a frequent lecturer on Islamic issues at universities across the United States, including Harvard, George, uh, Georgetown, Stanford, S- uh, SUNY Buffalo, and uh, Princeton. He holds a degree in classics from uh, Wesleyan University. He had a foot in two religious camps, for he was born to a Christian mother and Jewish father, having the opportunity of celebrating both uh, Hanukkah and Christmas. Well, let's listen to Michael. I could not have drawn up a list of demands but I had a fair idea of what I was after. The religion I wanted should be to uh, metaphysics as metaphysics is to science. It would not be confined by a narrow rationalism or traffic uh, in mystery to please its uh, priest. There would be no priest, no separation between nature and things sacred. There would be no more with the flesh if I could help it. Sex would be natural, not the seat of a curse upon the species. Finally, I did want a ritual component, daily routine to sharpen the senses and discipline my mind. Above all, I wanted charity and, sorry, above all, I wanted clarity and freedom. I did not want to trade away reason simply to be saddled with the dogma. The more the more I learned about Islam, the more I learned about Islam, the more it appeared to conform to what I was after. Alhamdulillah, that's the end of part three from the brochure called or titled Do You Know Allah? Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah.